Hi, everyone. I'm David Blindauer, and welcome to Conversation with a Manager, stories from the front line. This podcast is dedicated to the proposition that managers, particularly frontline managers, are key to an organization's success. This podcast is also in search of the best advice and counsel from experienced managers for anyone who's new to the role of manager. Today's guest is Kathleen Finnis. Here to talk about our conversation with Kathleen is today's host, Betsy Hagen. Thanks, David. For this podcast, I spoke with Kathleen Finnis, a former colleague and personal friend. Kathleen is a senior HR executive with over 30 years experience in leading talent management strategies for large organizations, but she's also been a people manager for the better part of her career. I was excited to talk to her about that experience and in particular, hear her perspectives and advice around a topic that is often on the minds of new managers, that is giving feedback and managing individual performance. I'll ask you this question based on what I remember from your note. I don't have it in front of me, but in your note, you said something like, um, you know, I'd like to talk about how um, we as humans sort of react to this idea of feedback and what managers do. And I'm wondering if you have some thoughts and advice for managers around um, how they understand what feedback actually is and how it's received. Yeah, that's a great question. And I have to tell you, I think it's really important that we as managers who are people are giving information to other human beings. And there is something physiological that goes on with our brain when we believe we're getting feedback we may not like. So we all have that frontal um, cortex. We've had it from caveman days. That's not change. And there is such a thing as metabolic energy that we have in our body. And when a colleague thinks their manager is going to share some difficult feedback or is surprised by the feedback, that energy actually drains from our body and we shut down as humans. Our brains actually shut down because what's happening is it's our brain is sensing this huge giant bear is running towards us. And so naturally our fight or flight instinct kicks in. So I, I, I think that's really important for people to understand and know. And there's ways that we can get around it. So you and I worked for a gentleman who I think was one of the best humans in giving feedback. If I could ever get to that level of being able to give feedback, I'd consider myself pretty lucky. But I remember going into his office or him asking me to come to a room and giving me feedback. And I'd walk out of that room and I'd think, man, I really screwed up, but I don't feel too bad about it. But I'm learning a message here. And I think you know who I'm talking about. And he's brilliant at that. And I, and I wish to get to that level of being able to deliver feedback. So, you know, managers need to practice giving feedback in the right way. And it is practice. Um, maybe you need to start practicing by giving positive feedback and that will get you there. But again, when your employee's brain perceives a threat, um, it's it's not great. Again, they're going to shut down and that's not, I mean, they're literally not hearing much of what you're saying. So when we ask for recall after that conversation and they don't understand, there is a physiological reason, which is why I tell people to put it in an email, provide it back to them and make sure that they know and understand. So um, give, giving uh, that developmental feedback in a right way can cause 
another part of the brain to kick in, that limbic system, which is what we as managers want to really think about and focus. So the limbic system, if you don't know, provides positive emotions. And that actually is where we want to be with our colleagues. And it's not always going to be in a, feedback in a way that we turn everything around to make it positive, but it's it's really important to think about how you're delivering that feedback. So, I mean, it's it, it, and we talked about it a little bit earlier. So, you know, you got to listen and show empathy. So important. You know, one thing that that I ask managers to tell their employees is, or ask their employees rather, is how do you think things are going? That really allows the colleague to sit there and think about it and perhaps talk about things that you've never thought about. And they may say to you, man, I really messed up on that project. But then the conversation, you go, tell, you know, tell me more about that and then reinforce some of that. But there's always that I'm glad you recognize that because that's what I wanted to talk to you about. Now, let's talk about how we can learn from that. Yeah, I think there's always um, so I I love that example and I love your story. Um, the thing that what I have said to managers is, you know, going into any kind of constructive feedback. So constructive feedback is feedback that identifies the gap between, you know, what what the current state is and where they need to be. There's a gap, right? Something there. Um, and depending on how uh, one uh, sort of how severe the the gap is, you know, how big the gap is. Um, how what you know about them in terms of how they have in the past taken any kind of constructive feedback where you're pointing out opportunities for improvement or requirements for improvement, right? There's two kind of different ways to think about it. But I do, I love this idea of, you know, if you feel like it it could work out right, then I think it's okay to say to people, tell me what you think about your performance or how it went in that meeting with that client, uh, you know, completing that project, whatever it is, so that you understand first their own perspective on their own performance, and then you follow up. There are other times, though, when I'm sorry, you, you've probably experienced this too, right? Where either the person has already demonstrated quite a bit of sensitivity, um, you know, defensiveness to constructive feedback, um, or... Uh, you'd believe that they would be surprised, like you think that they've indicated to you in some way, shape, or form that they they are not thinking that they have opportunities for improvement. Um, and in that case, I don't recommend that managers actually go in with the, what do you think? Because, um, you know, you're potentially just setting up for conflict right then and there. You want to lead with, so I want to give you some I, I, I'm worried about a particular aspect of your performance. I want to talk about that so that we can um, so that we can work together on coming up with ideas and solutions for how you can move forward successfully. Yeah, that's great, Betsy. And I think that's one of the things that is really important is that we we work with the person and not the problem. Yeah. Sometimes we can't get that way. Right. And to your point, we are as managers can really sometimes be surprised at how people feel they're doing. You and I have both read enough performance evaluations to say, you rated yourself exceeding? So you have to look at that in a couple of different ways. What feedback did I not provide? Where was I not clear? Or, and or, 
they're not hearing anything I'm saying and they're in denial and they don't believe anything I'm telling them. Then that, right, so then that becomes a whole different message. But the point is you really hope that that colleague is not surprised by any feedback that you're giving them. I think more or less, when I when I think about your thinking around, um, you know, sort of how we actually physically react to uh, words and language, right, that we're, that's coming at us and our interpretation of that words and language and what it means. You know, simply put, I would say, I think your um, advice about empathy is really important. The more empathetic we are, uh, the more we're going to recognize and, and pick up on those things and adjust accordingly. Yeah, that's so, that's so right, Betsy. And the one thing, this sort of happened to me in feedback that I was giving an employee and I would say it worked great because, you know, even a, a broken clock is right twice a day. So I got this right. Um, I said to the employee who was struggling with accepting feedback, I said, you know what? I was sitting where you were sitting for a lot of years. I did not do well accepting feedback. I could be defensive. I could turn it back on other people on the team or and not in a so malicious way, but let me tell you, I wasn't going to be the one accepting all the blame for everything. And when I really learned, and probably because I have a good manager who was able to deliver feedback to me in a great way, this is what I did to get out of it. And I have to tell you, that person, some light went on in their head. They said, really? You? you? Like, I, I can't imagine that, you know, you're getting ruffled by anything. And I said, well believe it. And so when I tell you, I understand and know exactly how I felt when I was delivering similar feedback that I'm delivering to you, I did not behave well. And it did me no good. But one of the things that I tell people is, if you want to have a really great experience, one of the best things you can do is learn how to take feedback and just sit there and listen. Because let me tell you, you give somebody feedback and they take it really well. Isn't that great? Because how many managers go into a conversation and go, oh my gosh, I cannot believe I have to talk to this person again about something or they're not going to take it well. How often have managers put off having those conversations? Because they're really difficult because we have bad days too. And it's not a great day for us, but we have to do it. So we know how well we appreciate those colleagues that do take feedback well and come back around and say, can we just talk about this a little bit more? Because this is kind of how I felt when it happened. This podcast is supported by NRECA, the National Trade Association representing America's electric cooperatives. NRECA's broad range of products and services include a robust portfolio of leadership programs that provide learners with the knowledge, skills, and resources they need to lead at all levels of their co-op and succeed in today's rapidly changing electric utility industry. Visit cooperative.com learning to explore the value of learning with NRECA. So Betsy, that was a great conversation with Kathleen. What were some of your takeaways? Yeah, I, you know, three stand out for me, David, that um, I've, I've heard her say before, but I think in this context, it also was just sort of striking to me how good her advice has been. And 
could be for new managers. The first was this idea of remembering as a manager that we're working with the person and not just the problem that the person needs our support with. And so when we think about feedback and we think about performance management, um, you know, those two things need to be uh, uh, dealt with in ways that we're leading with empathy and we're framing feedback in a way that people are going to be able to hear, you know, the the message effectively and work with them and not just the problem that they're presenting. I thought that was excellent advice. And I, I think that my own experience has been that that is something really important for managers to do. The minute we lose track of that full person approach, um, I think we potentially lose the the value of how this process works and how it, um, you know, continues to help us build trust with employees. Um, the second thing that stood out for me was her her sort of direct focus on manager accountability that performance evaluations don't include any surprises. And I, I think that, you know, intuitively we might say, well, of course that wouldn't happen. But I can tell you that, uh, you know, I've seen it um, and experienced it where, you know, managers have failed to provide feedback on a regular basis or they know that something is not quite right about performance and they wait until the performance review process to address it with someone. And, you know, being on the other side of that, I can tell you that that's not a, a doesn't feel very fair and it doesn't feel like, um, you know, when, when you're getting to the performance evaluation process, you should have had this conversation by then. Um, but it just, again, it goes back to that idea of how we build trusting relationships and how important that ongoing feedback and how we approach it and our thoroughness with it, right, makes a big difference. It makes a, a very big difference um, in the, the quality of, of how people then think about their own performance and their opportunities to maybe adjust or improve their performance. Um, and then I think the last piece for me that was a standout was uh, her belief in using her own experience as an excellent way to relate to employees. Um, Again, it goes back to one of the things that I think Kathleen is really, really good at is this, her her ability to, you know, be transparent and share her own experiences in ways that are relatable to maybe what someone else is going through so that she creates sort of a safe space for people to you know, uh, be open and honest and convey their own concerns or challenges with their performance. And and I think that that sometimes is hard for new managers uh, because we're just even getting used to this idea of having some kind of level of responsibility for someone else's performance, much less how are we relating to that person. And, we're, you know, it takes a little bit of practice to find that right line between, you know, oversharing, undersharing, and just the right amount of sharing of what you've experienced in relationship to what they're maybe experiencing or could be experiencing in ways that makes it beneficial for them. And with that, we conclude this episode of Conversation with a Manager. If you enjoyed this podcast and feel like others could learn from it as well, feel free to share with your friends and colleagues. And a big thank you to our guest, Kathleen Finnis, 
for sharing some of her personal experiences as a manager. Support for this podcast comes from NRECA, the National Trade Association representing America's electric cooperatives. Driven by member feedback and engagement, NRECA's mission is to be the trusted resource, champion the cause, and inspire the future of the industry. 